Welcome to Talking to Myself. I am Myra Kay, and I'm here with Hanky Quattro and Chocolate Chip. I am a 20-year communication professor who doesn't profess to know it all about communication, hence the name Talking to Myself, because trust me, I will walk right out of these doors and do everything wrong. So I'm not only talking to you about communication, but I'm talking to myself. Specifically, we're going to focus on what's called linguistic relativism. And what that means is that we're really thinking about how language reflects how we see the world, and not only how we see the world, but how language affects how we see the world. The language we use really shapes our perceptions of things, others, and ourselves. You know, when I had my first son, Hanky Quattro, here, his real name is Henry, right? Because Hank, Hanky, is short for Henry. And so when I had him way back when, almost 23 years ago, um, the nurses were like, oh, your baby's so beautiful. What are you gonna name him? And I told them his name is Henry because I knew even before he was born, me and his dad, we knew his name was gonna be Henry. And so when I told the first nurse his, his name was gonna be Henry, she was like, oh my God. And she kept calling all her white nurse friends in to tell them, oh my God, she's gonna name him Henry. He's gonna, his name is Henry. You know, first two, three times, I was okay with it. But like time six, I'm like, look, enough's enough, bitch. I mean, his name is Henry. I mean, what's wrong with Henry? He comes from a long line of Henrys. In fact, he's the fourth Henry. Right. But the thing is, again, we're back to this idea of language and how it reflects how we see the world, how it affects how we see the world, and how it shapes your perceptions. And from their world, black people are named Henry. Black people are named Zabubufu. They expected him to have some other kind of name that was either unusual or had some kind of unusual spelling, and they didn't expect him to have a traditional kind of name. And so, yeah, at first I thought it was nice, cute, but then I became very offended because I understood where their excitement, if you want to call it that, was coming from. So guys, we, you know, we're talking about this, really, this idea of naming and affiliation. And so I'm just curious as to what you think about unusual names and really like even unusual spellings of names because what we know about research is that people who have maybe different kinds of names or even names that have unusual spellings, they really do get more negative appraisals than people that don't have unusual names or unusual spellings of names. So when you meet people who have maybe have different names or names that have unusual spellings, you know, what are your perceptions maybe of them or maybe of their parents? Or even when you think about yourselves and maybe when you decide to have children down the line, do you think you would choose a name for your own children that maybe doesn't show what their gender is? Or do you think you would specifically want to give your child a name that lets people know, hey, this is a black child. What do you think, Hanky? Um, <clears throat> I think I think, you know, it, it can go either way. Like I know my first child, God willing, uh, given that it's a, if it's a boy, it's gonna be named Henry. I mean, it's gonna be Henry the Fifth. That's how it's gonna go in my book. But uh, other than that, after that, I'm I'll name my child anything. Like I, I'm not I'm not gonna go crazy about it. But it's like. I'm not gonna shy away from it, um, but I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be Zabuma food. It's not gonna be, you know. I don't wanna offend anybody with their names, but 
it's not gonna be that, but it's like it, it, it will have a little bit of my culture in there, some some way, some sort. You know. You know, I know if you don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but I actually named your cousin Anissa. Like I named her, mm. and when um, your aunt was pregnant. Um, they were trying to think of a name, and one of the things her dad, one of the specific things he wanted in her name was, he said, I want people to know she's black. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? He actually said, mm -hmm. I want people to know mm -hmm. that she's black. I want people to know she's a strong black woman. I want her name to sound black. Right. And so when we were thinking up names, that's what we came up with, and I named her. That's where her name came from, and her middle name is her, is her mom's middle name. But they specifically wanted her to have a name that when people read it, they would probably think that her name leaned or thought that she was a black, strong black woman. It is. Yep, yep. What do you think, Chip? I feel like if it's a good name, it's a good name. It's a part of who they are. So, I mean, yeah, it's not going to be like nothing crazy, but it's going to be something that I think is a good name. But... It's not gonna be nothing like out, you know, nothing insane. So. so what? What do you? Why do you think it? What's insane? What do? You, what do you think of people who maybe have a name that is not as common as maybe your name? Your name's Myron. Right. So maybe a name that's not as common as yours, or even a name that has an unusual spelling. I mean, do you think you would steer clear of that for your child just because you think they would have a harder time with it, or do you think you would embrace something that is a little more unusual? It's fine to have something unusual, but I'm just saying, for me, I would have, like, a limit. I don't want nothing that's, like, if it's Charlie, I don't want it to be Charlie with a, I don't know, it's not going to be nothing. <laughs> right, it's not going to be nothing, you know, it has to at least make sense, so. Okay. Do you think anyone at your school has a harder time because they have a more difficult name to spell or pronounce? Do you, do you perceive that they, even at school, have a more difficult time? You know, just, I guess, making friends or anything like that? I wouldn't say making friends, but I think they're embarrassed, like, especially, like, when it's a substitute and they call attendance and they might, like, say their name wrong. I could see that. Like, they seem, like, a little bit embarrassed. Okay. That's... Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. You know, because I know I, you know, teach at the high school sometimes, too, and um, what I've noticed is that there are a lot of names that are quite lengthy, like some longer right. names. At mm -hmm. least a lot of the students have at least four names, you know, when I do call the roll. And they're not so embarrassed by the four names, but the young lady who I think was most embarrassed um, had a very, very common name, and it was Barbara. She mm. was very, very embarrassed by the name Barbara. Right. And she would pre she preferred that everyone call her by her middle name, which was a lot more of a modern name. Right. So I think when she gets older, she, she'll probably use Barbara, you know, right. because again, it's a mainstream kind of name that, you know, again, has another sort of perception maybe attached to it. But she certainly didn't want her classmates to call her Barbara, though they knew that was you know, right. her name. Okay. You know, at, today I was babysitting and um, I was holding my little baby and he's almost one, he'll be one next month. And he doesn't talk much. In fact, he just grunts and cusses me out in baby language. But as I was, you know, holding him, I kept thinking, you know, as he learns to talk, this language that he's learning is inherently not only racist, but it's also sexist, you know, this, this language that we're teaching him is, is, you know, all messed up, it's jacked up from the beginning. And the reason I say that is because when we think about the language that we're teaching him, there are so many words that have so many racist connotations. And what I mean by that is that there are these 
these personal subjective meanings that we associate with words that favor whites over people of color. So like, for example, um, there are so many words that when we think they have the word black in them, they are associated with something negative. And then there are words that have the word white in them and they are associated with something positive. And even the word, even red, there are words that have the red in them and they're associated with something negative. And so, you know, here we are, we have these babies who are learning this language and it, it is inherently racist. And so some of those examples that I think of where white is favored over people of color, of course, like for instance, black cat or black plague, or even like whiter than, you know, the driven snow or something. Guys, what do you think about that? What are some words you could think of that, that, that favor white over black? Like black market, you know, it's illegal it's not a good thing whereas you know the white market is a, it's legal mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. right you know I think of again when you think of like those old westerns you know that's the biggest one I can think of I know you guys probably don't think of it because you're too young to think about the westerns but there's always like you can always tell the good guy from the black the bad guy right the good guy always wears a white hat and the bad guy always wears a black hat you know, so again, there's all, you know, always, even like Black Friday, who wants to go out shopping on Black Friday? I mean, I know we do, but what is it associated with? It's associated with chaos, right. people getting in fights, you know, there's always something going on on Black Friday. It's not like, a, you know, we go there, but it's not like this pleasant time, you know, right. there's always something going on that's, you know, negative on Black Friday. And so, you know, just when we, when you think about the innocence of children, and as they learn language, they're learning language that is inherently racist. And even when we think about the sexist part of it, even the language that we're teaching them, it's inherently sexist. Like when we think about, for instance, you know, the, the person who delivers the mail automatically, I know we're supposed to say postal worker, but I still, it's the mailman to me, you know, or the person who puts the fire out. I mean, I guess I'm supposed to say firefighter, but I still say the fireman, you know, or, you know, even when we think about the, the people who are working hard right now to help us figure out what's going on with this virus, like the nurses, you know, automatically when I hear the word nurse, the picture that gets conjured up in my head is a picture of a woman, you know, and if it's a man who happens to be a nurse, we have to designate and say, oh, it's a male nurse. Because so often we think it's a woman. So much so we have to say, oh, it's a man. You know, we have to let people know that it's a man. What about like the word professor? What do y'all think? When you hear the word professor, what image gets conjured up in your head automatically? I think of a man. Okay. Oh, you think okay. of a man? Well, I know like in my, in my, a lot of my classes that you see, like, it was a lot of white women, right? Okay. But in the same sense, I think professor to me is a woman, period. Because I mean, you a professor, you know, grew up with you, you know, not only being uh, just a, a woman, but just being a, a black woman professor. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, the reason why I wouldn't say a black woman is because I didn't have a lot of black professors mm -hmm. at UC, so mm -hmm. it's a little different, but I definitely see like a black woman with you, so. Right, you know. right. And I think that's interesting that even though your mom is a black professor, it's not the image that gets conjured up in your head initially. You know what I mean? And it's right. just something that we, you know, we have to think about. Even like when we say things like maybe a working mom, versus maybe a working dad. When we say a working mom, we're, we understand, oh, she's probably a single mom working. Right. But we don't ever say working dad because we already assume, even though it may not be a true thing, that a dad's gonna work. 
that a dad's gonna be the breadwinner. There's this assumption that's kind of connected with that, that that word, oh, that must not be a real thing. Because people don't say that. People don't say working dad. Because even if a dad doesn't work, we assume that he is right. gonna make the money. Right. And even when like the man is at home and the woman is working, the man is like looked down on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Right, when a man is the one who's the caretaker, right. we're like, oh, that's all you do? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you stay home? That, that's what you, you, you choosing to do that, right. you know, whereas, you know, that because we don't see that as worthy of what a man should right. be doing. But a woman, hell, stay home all you want because right. that's your place. Okay. You, right. you, you, yeah, you take care of the kids and, and you do those kinds of things. But it's not something necessarily that a man should do, you right. know, for sure. You know, even, you know, I hear people all the time. Well, not as much. So it's maybe dying down a little bit now. But I know initially when Trump got um, elected, so many people just tried to dismiss all of the Trump tweets. Oh, they're not bad, they're just words. And I beg to differ, words are important. Because again, words reflect how we see the world, they affect how we see how we uh, see the world, they shape our perceptions, they shape how we see others, all those things. And when we think about all the stuff that Trump tweets out, it's not just his words. I mean, they people are reading those words, they're believing those words, and those words are shaping the way they see other people. And more specifically, even like right now, we're dealing with this 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 virus and Trump refuses to stop saying Chinese flu. Right. And that is horrible because A is racist. Right. He's calling it the Chinese flu, he's calling it the Kung flu which again is racist and, and it's not professional either. and it's absolutely a president should not do it and it's not just causing problems here in our country but it's causing international problems because they don't understand people in other countries don't understand why he's why he continues to do that why he continues to do it and even when you think about the people who live in this country the asian americans who live in this country who have to deal with him saying Chinese flu. What do you think is happening to them, all of his, the people who love Trump, and they hear him say Chinese flu? What do you, how do you think they're treating Asian Americans? What do you think, Hanky? What do you think they're doing to them? They're treating them bad, like just looking down on them, like, you know, that's how I see it. Like, I know I saw somebody that had a mask on, and it was like they were walking around, they were Asian, of Asian descent. They were walking around with the mask on. I saw somebody walked out of the way just because, you know, they just didn't want to. I mean, of course, during this time, but it's just like, really, man, like, you can still walk past a person, you know, you don't got to right. act totally different because of Right, it, so, right. So. And, you know, and I even thought about it, too. Like, what if you're an Asian-American and you hear Trump saying Chinese flu and you hear all these people who happen to be Trump followers who are following behind him and they're having now this, you know, this hate associated with people who are of Asian descent. And you're at home and you happen to have some symptoms that are mimicking those symptoms, you know, of this particular virus. And, but now you're afraid to go to the hospital mm-hmm. because you're afraid of what might happen to you mm-hmm. because right. everyone thinks that you are the reason this is in the country because guess what? The president, who happens to be the president, right? right. He's presidential, so to speak. He said it and everything he says must be right. And, and perhaps you are afraid that violence is going to be inflicted upon you because of what he said, you know? And so that's just something we need to really think about, that, you know, the things that the president says really does have meaning. It, it really does shape people's perceptions of things. 
It shapes perceptions of others, and it is very important. So today we've had a, just a quick discussion about how language is important, how linguistic relativity is what reflects how we see the world, how it affects how we see it, and how perceptions are shaped by our language. And we hope that you think a little more closely about what you say and about the language you use. See you next time.